Hello ladies, my name is Anne and welcome to Ladies Alcove. Today's episode is going to be very adventurous and I am super excited for you guys to be tuning in today. So as you can tell from the title of today's episode, we are going to interview another one of our wonderful guests that we've had previously and that is Mary Johnson. But before we even get to the meat of today's episode, have you guys been listening to these topics? If you have been participating and listening to all of the episodes that we've had so far, why don't you subscribe to our podcast? Then every time we I post, you'll be able to tune in. So if you've been listening for a while, I invite you to subscribe to Ladies Alcove on whatever platform you use. And please, 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 if you find this very interesting and informative, don't forget to share. And also, if you'd like, please write me a review or send me an email for suggestions, ideas, or whatever that is upon your heart. If you just want to have a conversation with me, you can email me. The email address is ladiesalcove at gmail.com and it's also in the description below. Now, to get into the meat, I just want to introduce Mary again. She is a passionate mission trip addict. She graduated from Pacific Union College in 2001 with a master's in education. Now, she is a high school Spanish teacher in California, as we talked about in the previous podcast episode for the career fair. And if also, ladies, if you haven't listened to some of the episodes on the career fair, I welcome you to do that because there is a lot of information. Nevertheless, when Mary is not teaching, she enjoys serving others and being active in her church. Her favorite thing to do is to go on mission trips all over the world, and that is exactly what we are going to dive in. I'm pretty sure you will feel inspired by today's episode, and let's get right into it. Mary, I'm super happy that you're here with us to talk about a lot of fun things. So, you know, as I'm as curious as a lot of ladies who are going to listen to this episode today, so let's just get right into the meat, into the sauce of this whole conversation. So the first thing that I want to know is what got you to start the journey? Actually, before I even get to that, yeah, actually, let me just start with that. So what got you to start the journey to start traveling? Well, I've always been the type to like to do different things. And I've Mm -hmm. always been interested in missions ever since I was a kid. My first grade teacher was the author Josephine Cunnington Edwards. She wrote many different books about her mission life in Malawi and Africa and various places. And she would often tell us mission stories. And so I was really interested in you know, learning different languages, meeting different people, seeing the world. I love to read the mission stories in the guide magazine and things like that. So I knew that as soon as I was able to, I wanted to travel the world doing missions. I went on my first international mission trip when I was a freshman in college. I went to Mexico on spring break of my freshman year with Maranatha, and I was super excited to finally be going on a mission trip outside of the U.S. I had been on a mission trip 
here in the United States when I was 17. That was actually my first mission trip. And I went to Chinle, Arizona on an Indian reservation. And that was a lot of fun. We did a vacation Bible school there and it was really great. But I wanted to, you know, see the world, visit other countries. So with Maranatha is when I went on my first mission trip to Mexico. So you went on your first mission trip in high school and now you're grown, you're working. What was the straw, the last straw that pushed you to take that sabbatical? to go from working to taking a year off into doing tra into doing missionary work and traveling? Well, starting in 2013, I decided to do more mission trips. I had been doing mission trips off and on. Like I started in the 90s and I had been to the Philippines and I had been to Africa with Maranatha. We went to Mozambique with our church. And I had done mission trips here and there. And every time I came back for a mission trip, I was like, man, I wish I'd go on another one. I'd go on another one. And in 2013, a coworker of mine, she retired before the school year was over. She retired in February. And so on my prep period, I took over one of her Spanish classes. So then I had this extra money. And I thought, you know, what should I do with this? Maybe something really, you know, valuable. So I decided, I said, you know, I'm going to go on bunch of mission trips so that year that spring break I went to Dominican Republic with Maranatha and then that summer I went to Malawi with Maranatha and I went to Brazil with Quiet Hour Ministries and so doing those two like kind of back to back I was like you know what I can just keep going this is my thing right here like who needs a break between mission trips what is that about a break from what I don't need a break between mission trips. I can just go. So I, I went to um, Brazil. I came back a couple weeks later, went to Malawi, came back just in time for school to start. And so, and on these mission trips, I met all these cool people who were just going on as many mission trips as they could. And many of them were retired. So they had all this free time to just go on mission trips. And I met this lady whose name is Faye. And she goes on a lot of Maranatha mission trips. And she was just go, go, going. And I said, you know, I already know when I retire how I'm going to make my schedule. I'm just going to go to the Maranatha and the Quiet Hour websites and any other mission trip website and just make my calendar. And so I went back to work, you know, for a few years thinking, man, retirement's a long ways away. It's a little bit closer now than that. I wasn't even halfway to retirement at that point. And I said, I, I can't wait to retirement to do what I really want to do, to really live my life and so I thought I said, you know what would be neat and the neat thing about teaching is that every year is is a different so every year is a time to make a change there's a perfect time for beginning and ending the cycle every year with teaching and so I said you know what if I could just take a year off how awesome would that be and just go on a bunch of mission trips but that would be so cool now some people asked me at the beginning of this, well, why don't you just go and, you know, take a take a call to some place and go there and teach for a year or go there and be missionary for one year? And I had already done that. I had gone to Puerto Rico 2003, 2004 school year, and I loved it. It was great. I was there for a year and I taught history in Spanish and English. And I liked it, but I wanted more variety. 
and I'd already done the year off in one place thing. And of course, that is a lot more cost effective. That's only two plane tickets there and back. Well, maybe four because four, I came home for Christmas, but that's like four plane tickets. I don't even remember how many plane tickets I bought on my year off. People said, oh, it's going to cost more. But I said, you know what? That's what I really felt inspired to do. And so I wrote to my school board. At first, I asked for a true sabbatical, which is with some differential partial pay. And my coworkers have told me, uh, they're not going to grant that. They haven't done that for years. That's on the contract language, but they never grant that anymore. And I, you know, I said, you know, with God, all things are possible. So I applied for it. And sure enough, they didn't grant that. But they were more than willing to grant me a year off without any pay at all. And they would save my job, save my place on the salary scale for when I came back. So I said, okay, Lord, this is, this is different. Because I imagined me, you know, having a little money, a little something to get me through. And nope, they weren't giving me anything. So I said, okay, Lord, I'm still going to do this. And so I went out on faith in my awesome year of short-term missions. I uh, moved out of my condo. I rented it out, which ended up not working out. So that was a financial disaster. And I moved in with my parents the October before my year off because I was saving up for this time off. And then in the beginning of my year off, that summer, it was just amazing. I went to Guyana with Maranatha and then... Later on in the summer, I went to Mexico with the church's Pathfinder group. And then we came back and I remember, ooh, that was the time that I would normally be going back to school. Everybody else was going back. I remember vividly just laying in my bed thinking, wow, this is the first time since I was seven years old that I am not in a school schedule because all I've ever done is teach. I went to college, went to grad school, and started teaching right after that. I've always been on a school year schedule. So I thought, wow, this is this is different. I am now going back to school. This is great. I am getting ready for my next mission trip to Big Lake Youth Camp in Oregon. And so I thoroughly enjoyed my year off. Long story short, because it could be a very long story for the 13 months that I was out, I did 18 mission trips 18 short-term mission trips in 13 months with local church, with Build and Restore International, with Maranatha Volunteers International, with Quiet Hour Ministries. And it was, it was amazing. I learned so many life lessons. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. There were, of course, challenges, financial challenges, social challenges, things happening at home while I was out in the mission field that I wish I kind of would have been home for. There were times where it was kind of a low where there was no mission trips happening. And I had signed up to substitute in between the mission trips with my district so I could get a little bit of money, a little bit of change. And I was home for an entire month and I thought to myself, this is kind of lame. Like, why am I home for a whole month, Lord? Like the whole month of January. And I hate winter and I wanted to be in some place tropical during winter here in California, but there was no mission trips going on at that time. And so for that whole month, I actually taught Spanish. And the principal at one of the schools in our district, she calls me desperately, she's like, Mary, when are you going on your next trip? And I'm like, well, I'm actually here for a month. I'm not going to the end of January. And she said, oh, 
Well, because we're desperate. Spanish teacher left after Christmas break in the middle of the year, so we need someone. And I said, well, I'm only here for a month. She's like, that's fine, that's fine. We'll have you for a month, and we'll try to figure out what to do after that. So at first I was a little reluctant. I'm like, I'm supposed to be taking a break from teaching, but I am broke by this point. So, and I, that is still where I am employed today, still in the same school district. So I said, you know, I want to stay in good terms, so I'll go ahead and do this for a month. So I go and I taught Spanish. And later on that year, this was January of 2018, December of 2018, there was a program at our church. We had like, um, it was a Christmas program for, for people who were in need and they came and we had like a, a luncheon and we gave out gifts. And the choir from that high school has like a special elite choir that does this caroling throughout the holiday season. And they dress up really cute like Charles Dickens and they they sing in harmony and they sing a cappella, and you can hire them for your church events and they come and they sing carols. And so these, these kids came and they sing carols and this kid comes up to me and he's like, I don't know if you remember me, but you taught my Spanish class for like a month at the beginning of the school year. And um, I just want to tell you that, you know, you changed Spanish for me and now I'm interested in Spanish and you changed Spanish class for a lot of the other kids too. So I just wanted to say thanks. I was like, oh, I'm so touched. Like my, my month of, of so-called sacrificing my time off paid off because I had kids who really enjoyed learning Spanish for that brief period of time. And they asked me at the end, well, can you be our teacher for real for the rest of the year? And I said, no, honey, Kenya's calling. I got to go to Kenya, then I got to go to India. You know, I have, I have places I got to go. But, you know, it's been fun. And the, the takeaway that I had at the end of that year, after all those many life-changing experiences and all those wonderful people that I met from the Philippines, from Costa Rica, Panama, Mexico, the United States, Canada, was that it's really all about serving others. That is where you really get your, your blessing. That's where you really feel your completeness in life. Because when you think about it, Jesus was the only person who could come to this earth and say, you know what, I'm perfect, I'm holy. Therefore, you know, you should serve me. And he would have every right. But no, he came and he served others. And so it's like, who am I not to go and help and serve others? at home and abroad. And that's why I'm addicted to mission trips because you actually get a, a high from volunteering and helping others and having this, this purpose in life. And so I enjoyed my one year high of having this purpose of being able to help others and serve others all around the world in many different facets. And I encourage you, if you can do more missions in your life, whether it's a whole year to the same place or whether it's a two week, your two week vacation, I highly encourage you to do it because it is much more rewarding than any other vacation you'll ever have. Wow. That's, I like that little tidbit that you just gave because I've been trying to figure out what I should do with, um, you know, birthdays. Birthdays can be a little tricky. Like you don't know what to do and stuff like that. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. 
And um, so going back to, so it sounds like you started August 2017. Am I right? Yes, I count. I counted my trips from June of 2017 through July of 2018. That's when I did the 18 okay. trips in the 13 months. So from the entire time that I was between school years. Okay. And um, so where did you just, where did you go first? And like, can you go th with us, like the, the countries that you've been to and places that you've done like back to back? Let me see if I can remember, if my memory serves me. So in June of 2017, I went to Guyana for the Summer Family Project with Marinatha. And then after that in, that, in that same summer, I went to Mexico with the church Pathfinder group. And then after that, I went to Big Lake Youth Camp in Oregon with my brother. It was his first Maranatha mission trip. And then after that, I believe was the Maranatha Convention where I actually spoke about my awesome year of short-term missions. And then I went to 3ABN and talked about my awesome year of short-term missions in September. And then in October, I went to India and right after India, I went directly to the Philippines. And then November, I came back. And I think from mid, I think I was actually home from, for the holidays, like around Thanksgiving, all the way through to the end of January, I think. And then in February, I was gone for like the whole month of January to Kenya and India back to back. I love those back to back things. And then in February, I was back. And that was when I hit financial ruin. And I started to do stateside trips more so than international trips due to the cost. And interestingly enough, little tidbit in February. So I mentioned earlier in September, October, I went to 3ABN to be interviewed about my awesome year of short-term missions. And this was in October when the year was getting started good. And I was like super stoked, super excited. This is great. This is amazing. And then I had all these, these issues in February of 2018. And I just hit a, an all-time low. I was like, is this even going to work, Lord? I don't even know. And the 3ABN Today episode was scheduled to air on a certain date and I told everyone, hey, watch it on this date, watch it on this date, and they watched it and it was a rerun. Was it my interview? I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Um, and then the date that it was supposed to air was later on during this time of my distress when I was sick at that time, I had this really bad cough, jet lag, everything. And I'm watching this, and I'm watching this interview, and I'm like, well, who is that? Who is that girl all excited, all on fire for the Lord, you know? Who? I'm like, that's me. Back in October, I was like, whoa, what am I so down about now in February? Because the same God in October is the same God in February. The same God I was excited about in October is seeing me through in February. So watching that interview, like, 
re-energized me and got me back on track to finish out the year strong. And so I, it changed my, my focus changed a little bit because the Lord was calling me to do more stateside trips. At first I was a little reluctant. I'm like, hmm, that's not as exciting. You know, run, I, I like running into people and saying, they're asking, oh, where are you going? Well, you know what? I just came back from, from uh, Costa Rica and now I'm planning on going to India. You know, that sounds a lot more exciting than I just came back from Big Lake Youth Camp in Oregon and now I'm going to Weimar in California. People haven't heard of these places. But the Lord was inspiring me to do more service on the home front. So then in March, after I got back from my already planned trip to Panama, Costa Rica, then in April, I did my first build and restore mission trip to Weimar Academy. And then I went to Redwood camp meeting. And then I went to Camp Yava Pines with Maranatha in Arizona. And then I believe I did one more other stateside one in the spring before leaving for the summer to go to Bolivia twice. So I went to Bolivia in June for Maranatha Summer Family Project. And then <clears throat> after I'd already bought that plane ticket, I was invited to go to Maranatha's Ultimate Workout, also in Peru, but a few weeks later. And so I went to Peru, Summer Family Project, I mean, sorry, Bolivia, Summer Family Project, came back, went to another stateside project in Washington, Auburn Academy, then came back to Bolivia where I finished off the year up to the day I was supposed to return to work. I actually missed the very first teacher training day because I was flying back from Bolivia. So I cut it really close to ending my year off to starting the school year and so I came back and I started the school year off with this high from all my years, all my travels. And I told my students about it that school year. And um, then that November, Maranatha contacted me and they wanted to do an episode of Maranatha's mission stories about my year off of missions. So they came to my school and at first I was like, well, I, wonder, I teach at a public high school. I'm wondering, is my principal gonna you know, let them come in and, and film within like two days notice? She, she was like, sure, that's fine. So they came in and they filmed me at school and then they filmed me at home and at church and they did this feature. And I, when it, when it came out that same school year, I sent it out to all my coworkers. Hey, coworkers, if you're wondering what I did last school year, here it is. Now you know, you can see the video. Hello, my students. And I, not to toot my own horn, but I wanted them to watch Avenus television. I wanted them to watch 3ABN. And so I wanted them to watch it and maybe keep watching something else after. I think It Is Written comes on right before Maranatha Mission Stories, I believe. And then Mission 360 comes on after that on Friday nights. So I wanted them to watch all these things. And I ran into a parent of one of my students in Jamba Juice one day and she's like, oh, Miss John, I was just so inspired by your video, by your testimony. You know, I wanted something like that myself. And it was really neat to be able to share that with my students that year. Fast forward to this school year, the blessings are still continuing because I was covering a class for a coworker who broke her, her shoulder. And it was kind of an interesting class more, one of the more rambunctious afternoon classes as they can be after lunch, the end of the day, they're kind of ready to be about done. Quite a little talkative, little, little chatty little group of kids. And I was covering her classes for two months on my, my off days. So I work half time now, which is a great, another side story, great blessing. 
And so I was covering their classes and I was having trouble connecting with them. And out of the blue, one kid says, hey, don't you have a reality show about you? I'm like, reality show? What do you mean? He's like, yeah, I heard that you were on TV, like a feature. And I thought, oh, it must be the Maranatha the mission story they're talking about. Okay. And so I say, yeah, actually I do. And I say, you know, and it was actually filmed right here in this very classroom. So I had switched classrooms later and I was back in my previous classroom. And so I said, and they're like, yeah, can we see it? I'm like, sure, why not? So I showed the feature to them. That was one of the few times that I had their attention the whole time. They're actually quiet watching this. Like, whoa, oh, that's you? Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty cool. And when we get to the part about me going through struggles, they kind of looked at me like, oh, like she's really human. Okay. And they're like, oh, well, you know, one of the parts was about how I'd injured my knee on this trip. And they're like, well, does your knee still bother you sometimes? I said, yeah, it does. And they said, wow. And they're like, and one of the kids said, oh, you went to India? Oh, that's so cool. Because my students from India were like, oh, where'd you go? What did you do? And I said, did you like the food? So we talked about how much I like India and all these different things. And somebody says, well, where in Africa did you go? So my kids are from Africa. And I said, well, I didn't go to their country, but I went to Kenya and these other places. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. And it really bridged you know, a gap between not really knowing these students. And I was teaching them for a couple months and they really liked their their previous teacher and so they're kind of you know resistant like oh who is this coming in here she kind of strict i don't know about this and so it really helped to bridge the gap during that time period when i was teaching that class and i hope to inspire them as well to want to do mission trips one of the kids said can i go on a mission trip with you and i said sure come on i'm going to peru this summer with maranatha check out the website right here i hope i can see you there that would be super awesome if you actually ended up seeing some of your students on a Maranatha trip. That would be amazing. Amazing. That is my prayer. I hope that actually comes to be at some point. I actually met Mary on a Maranatha trip, and <laughs> that's super <laughs> awesome. I recommend going on a Maranatha trip. You meet lifelong friends Amen. on Maranatha. It's just it's just great. I love it. Oh, and the food is good, at least when we went to Maranatha. <laughs> oh, it's always good. I enjoyed the food. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yes, I always enjoy the food, especially in different countries. You get to try out different, you know, different things I never tried, like in the Philippines and in India. Mm -hmm. uh, India's, Indian food is my favorite cuisine. So I was just in heaven mm -hmm. every day, every day. And there was never the same dish twice. It was so much variety. and It was just amazing wonderful mm -hmm. and something that I really like about your specific story is how you decided to just live your life in the present and not look to the future to live your life I think that that's a lot of us who a lot of us do that especially like um, a lot of us who may be single you probably just you know waiting for a specific moment to enjoy life in the future probably when you're retired or when you're married and things like that and um, I just like the aspect of doing things that you enjoy now, enjoy the benefits of living life now because you may, you don't have tomorrow, you don't have um, the next second, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you plan and then God leads the path. And I, I really, I love that specific story. And hopefully one day I get to do um, what, what you did doing a Amen. whole year, if not a year, maybe like two months or something. Yes. I have no idea. But um, I, I'm actually planning that in my in my near future, maybe in another two and a half years or something. I don't know. But 
I do want to do that. Mary, you living your best life. <laughs> I'm trying to get to your level. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. And you, you ladies listening on the podcast, Mary would like randomly text me and be like, hey, there's this mission trip going on. And, and I'm like, girl, <laughs> I do not have <laughs> I do not have the time. Like I'm at work. Like, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's you and my other friend Vicky. We we interviewed her actually on the podcast. You too. Like y'all know how to live y'all lives. Like, and I'm trying to get like y'all. So, <laughs> oh, that's really yes, good. Yes. Just keep praying, and Lord will show you the path He has for you to live your best life. Yes. And ladies, this concludes part one of Mary's story during her year of traveling. And next episode, in two weeks, we will dive into the meat of the story. Some of this, some of the things that she learned during the time and some of the trials and triumphs that she had going on. So you won't want to miss it. And I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.